Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Luke and Pete show. Oh, hang on, hang on. Sorry, mate. I've not got me. Is that it? Is it finished? It's done. It's done now. <laughs> oh, dear. Welcome to the uh, Luke and Pete show. My name is Pete Donaldson. Luke's still away, so we've got a- another uh, excellent guest by the name of Mark Davison from Exploding Heads from the Stack Podcast Sports Horn. He's the man who plays Ian Five Ankles, Colin Ian Portsmouth. Five Ankles, <laughs> Ian Five Ankles, and uh, uh, Colin from Portsmouth that you will have heard on uh, socials at some point. Mark, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure and a treat to be here. That's all right. So, um. Uh, probably um, worth telling people once again what Sports Horn is. Uh, it's something we spoke about uh, when Anthony was on the show. But basically, it's a big old parody of talk sport that goes in some very strange directions sometimes here and there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's Britain's uh, third most talked about sport radio station. Uh, and yeah, it apes all the uh, things worth aping about talk radio, talk sport radio specifically. Yeah. Um, but we do it with a, a fairly straight face, so it, I think the effect is fairly surreal in that if you casually listen, you might think it's it's really talk sport, and then yeah. you realise that I'm being sexually assaulted by an Alsatian. And you think, oh, hold on, no, this is too extreme even for talk sport. <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, I think I'm currently editing uh, a show um, that will go out, um, that will will be out this week uh, called Battle Cycles, uh, which is basically um, the um, ex-Premier uh, League, um, I'm going to say jobbing midfielder, um, Ian Five Ankles, yeah. has come up with a new idea for a rather combative version of velodrome cycling. Yeah, yeah, which is not that far removed from actual footage that you can find on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> if if you've thought of a new sport, then do check it because it possibly already exists. Yeah, and and I saw when I was trying to find velodrome sound effects online, um, I um, I've, I've, I found this thing where I, I don't watch a lot of cycling, uh, Mark. And why not? This, it's really <laughs> exciting. <laughs> so. <laughs> boring isn't it but like there was this one where the cyclists have to stay on it has to be i think it's like the slowest lap ever so they basically stay on their bikes yeah. and i think it's a little bit of a joke to get the crowd on side because <laughs> as we've said cycling is boring um but like they're on their bikes and they're trying not to go over the start line or the finish line they're trying to be as slow as possible wow. so they're just kind of like balancing and bouncing on their wheels and stuff and i just think these are 
um, precision instruments, and they're bouncing around on them to make the crowd laugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not yeah. right. It's, it's not right. It's probably quite hard. It's probably quite a skill to it, but it's, still it's a bit utterly a pointless. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget how to ride a bike. Uh, so, Mark, um, tell us a little bit about how you kind of got started with Exploding Heads. And um, if, if you're kind of unfamiliar with The Voice, you'll definitely have seen him if you're li- living in the UK uh, on many uh, comedy shows, from Stathlet Slats to uh, the excellent advert for Haribo, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that you play a, um, a policeman with a child's voice. Yes, I get recognised in the street for that one, uh, yeah. especially by little kids, and they're really oh. disappointed when I speak because I don't have the voice of a four-year-old Welsh girl, which is <laughs> how uh, I'm, I'm dubbed by a four-year-old Welsh girl in, in that advert. That advert's been on for a long time. It's now in its fourth year. Um, That's wild. That, that yeah. seems like it's it seems like it's been <laughs> it's like it's been longer. I, the, the, <laughs> one of the previous guests of uh, the Luke and Pete show recently uh, has been uh, the partner I have access to, Sarah Champion. She was on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, she went. Uh, and uh, you know, you know all this, uh, Mark. Cause I've talked about you talked about it before with you, but. Um, uh, Sarah went for an audition. She, you know, does the odd advert and a bit of telly every now and again. But she uh, went for the advert uh, audition. Um, she got through a couple of rounds of it, but then they discarded her because she was too sexy for Haribo. Mark, how does it feel to be just sexy enough for Haribo? Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that particular story. So, yeah, no, I'm... I'm... <laughs> Just sexy enough Just for Haribo. Sexy enough. I mean, the fact that they're casting for a new one probably means my days are numbered. Then, uh, oh, that was a lot. It was a long time. I think it was the same round. I think it was about four years ago. So you know. Oh, okay. I think yeah. there's a cinema scene. I think. I mean, you, you you develop a thick skin as an actor. My my agent finds this hilarious now, but he regularly sends me character breakdowns that say. Uh, in capitals, this really happened. In capital letters, underlined, must not be very attractive. And you say, yeah, yeah, Mark, here's one for you. It's like, yeah, okay, thanks, mate. Is there yeah. a section uh, uh, box of rusty spanners, bag of rusty spanners yeah. on the website? Yeah. Well, there's a kind of casting type dad who's let himself go, and I fit that <laughs> you quite nicely. Let go. You have a nice shirt. You always wear nice shirts. That's <laughs> yeah. one of your things. I mean, I have started to to get fit and and run and and kind of lose mm. weight. And my agent's genuinely worried. It's like, yeah, don't you know? You've you've yeah. cornered the market as dad who's let himself go. Don't don't be trim and thin and weird. <laughs> Is Ed Gamble as funny now as he was when he was like eighteen, nineteen? <laughs> Is the question? No, he'd probably say himself. Um, yeah, it's it's. I remember sort of going to uh, an audition for ITV Two for to be the continuity voiceover, uh, a, a job that I actually got. Um, but but in the audition, the man said basically, Pete, we need someone who sounds a bit stupid, and oh I word. am not proud enough not to take their delicious money. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I've been in uh, wardrobe fittings where I've got a, a panel of thirty kind of ad execs and clients mm. uh, discussing me like I'm a piece of meat. Like, he, he, I think he looks fat in that. Oh, he looks fucking awful. You, hands up, who thinks he looks really shit in that outfit? Like, I'm, I'm right here, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Well, look, there'll be none of that here, you handsome man with a fine array of books behind you. Um, so, I mean, you're obviously not familiar with the Luke and Pete show, but it's basically just we turn up, uh, we talk about like things we've done in the week, New stories we've seen in the news uh, and basically films and video games we've played. Um, what have you been up to this week, Mark? <laughs> what have I been up to? I've been uh, on the treadmill of writing Sports Horn. Uh, I mean, yes. we love it, but it is uh, an unforgiving uh, timeline. Uh, like, we've pushed out one a week since September, and, and yeah, 
there's no time to rest. Well, do you, do you remember when like um, comedy shows on the television, like um, Fist of Fun, and I mean not Fist of Fun, but like um, uh, This Morning with Richard, not Judy, they did a topical, well, not so topical, but they wrote they wrote a comedy show, forty five minute comedy show every single uh, week, and they had teams and teams of people who would uh, be helping them out and writing scripts and stuff like that. SNL, I mean, Spots on. You bash out half an hour of uh, comedy um, on Sports On uh, that you can listen to now uh, wherever you get your podcasts, um, and you do it every single week, and yeah. it's and and it's a new one every time, and it's all new every time. I don't yeah. know how you do it, Mark. Well, I don't. It's mostly Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that is that is the honest truth. He is he is far more prolific than I am. Uh, and in fact, having said I've spent this week slaving away over a sports on script, that's a complete lie. Anthony's doing the next two. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I I kind of I contribute and and fine tune. And there are some scripts that I have written, but um, if you look at the ratio, I think it's probably two thirds to a third. In Anthony's yeah, but favor. but you've written, you've written ones where you're not confident about them, and they're absolutely great. But you're just not confident about them. And that, I'm that's... a delicate little flower, and Anthony is a beast. He's a machine. Yes. He don't take no shit from anybody. Whereas if anyone <laughs> reads a script and goes, hmm, then the, that's it. Right, I give up, I give up. I'm that's done. me, done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Oh, well, never mind. Um, but uh, we are coming to the end of the um, first season uh, of Sports Horn. Um, what kind of, like, I'm going to say, character developmental sort of journey has uh, sort of Ian Five Hankles gone through? He, he, he split <laughs> with his wife before the start of the season. Um, he spent most of his time um on the show trying to get back with denise uh and now he's he's found a new love in in peggy from budapest yeah yeah i think ian is not someone who knows himself very well he <laughs> he he is he's struggling with self-knowledge and self-awareness and there's a hell of a twist coming up with with the peggy uh, romantic storyline um <laughs> i mean we we tread a we try and tread a fine line between character arc and and narrative through line but we don't want to alienate the casual listener so mm. it's a bit simpsons-esque in that ian kind of resets every week so does yeah. anthony you know if, if anthony has any progress with his unrequited crush kitty spink uh we sort of ignore it the next week because <laughs> you know someone coming in new would think yep. oh what's going on uh, i mean there there is there is a denouement coming for the end of, of season one, but then I think for the start of season two, we'll just forget all that stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you've never listened to uh, Sports Horn, you can listen to whatever episode you like, to be honest. I mean, the the only times we've kind of fallen foul of uh, of recent events is, is literally stuff like the Queen dying, which we Selfish. saw coming, but we couldn't have we couldn't have kind of known that and you know, and Diego Maradona passing on, Messi winning the World Cup. So there was a couple of sort of hasty rewrites, but only like week to week, really. Yeah, nothing nothing major. I mean, we're not no. really overly topical. We just generally reflect what's going on in the world of sport mm. and sport radio and and then try and kind of scatter some human stories behind these, these idiots, Anthony and Ian. I mean, <laughs> Anthony's unfortunate in that he hasn't got a character name, so... You have to be a bit careful when calling Anthony an idiot because he's not one in real life, obviously, yeah, but his character exactly. is an absolute burke. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I did see him um, popping around the house of a 
uh, of a of a celebrity um, stand up uh, getting his face painted today on Twitter. So uh, you know, he's, he's yeah. Guy. Well, he's by his own admission, he's like a, an F list celebrity in South Africa because his his day job is presenting a game show channel. So. Uh, and it's, I think it's funded by a South African production company. So if he right. ever goes there, he will be mobbed a bit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like when I used to work uh, on uh, a breakfast show with um, Alex Zane, who does our Clash of the Titles uh, podcast. Which, uh, also, you can, if you want to film podcast, listen to that. Um, it's very good. And he uh, um, he used to do a show on MTV, which was very like opt in for the UK, wasn't it? I mean, opt in for England anyway. Like we were yeah. very like uh, you had to have a, a Sky Box, and it was like MTV Europe, and they'd have little kind of like London programs here and there. But um, over in Ireland, over in uh, Dublin, um, uh, MTV was like terrestrial. It was like the fifth wow. or sixth channel. So he was like mobbed everywhere he went. It was incredible. I only ever get recognised, apart from Haribo, I get recognised as Ian Five Ankles. My biggest claim to fame, and Anthony will groan if he's listening, because I <laughs> tell this story all the time. I got recognised on the metro, in, on the subway rather, in New York. Nice. Uh, and this guy just pointed and went, is it you? Which is a hell of a weird question. <laughs> what what am I supposed to say to that? And just as the door shut, he went, it is you, it's Ian Five Ankles. Brilliant. So as the door shut on the inside, I went, Ian Five Ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. I remember a guy in um, My Only One was, again, Los Angeles, uh, 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 America. Um, uh, a policeman about 10 years ago came over and went, no, it was at an LA Galaxy match, and a policeman came over and went, no Geordies allowed. And I was like, no Geordie? And I grabbed his gun and ran off. Um, <laughs> shot him in but the face. But he was uh, <coughs> an interesting chap. Um, but yeah, um, so on the show, we basically um, talk about uh, what we've been doing the week. Um, what I've been doing this week, uh, Mark, today, I have been um, dealing with uh, network, BT network, cables and wires. Fun, um, fun, fun. The guy turned up a couple of days ago with his network of wires and fibre optic cables and interesting boxes that light up. And as soon as uh, my partner sees um, how many more boxes of light up, soundy, loud, um, hot things I've put in the spare bedroom, she's going to be annoyed. But um, there's just a lot, there's just a lot of like, Watch them call it and WYSIWYGs and all kinds of stuff kind of bleeping away, getting the internet um, from the outside of the house to the inside of the house. And um, the guy turned up, he said, uh, yeah, I mean, we've done our part of it, haven't we? And and basically just delivered <laughs> the internet into the house. Um, but me plugging anything into the, the Ethernet pot, nothing's coming out. And I ring up and they go, well, you know, that's we we just provide this part of of the we just provide the oh, wire into the house and I'm going yeah but like I'm not an engineer and you are and I'm just a one man band I don't know how network I don't really know how, what subnet masks are I don't really know what gateways are but yeah. this morning I've had to have a crash course in network engineering and we're back on top you're listening to me, I'm listening to you. There is a slight lag that I'm slightly worried about and may <laughs> become more evident as I keep recording these shows. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I've become a BT engineer, Mark. So I would like to offer my services, if anyone's listening, um, <laughs> I can fit, fit a firewall and fit well, what, stuff What you could happening. do is go mm. into business channeling illegal uh, streams of the Premier League uh, from all around the world. Did, did you see that news story? No. Uh, so a business, I can't remember what they called themselves, but they were offering access to every single Premier League match in the UK for a tenner a month. 
Yeah. And so loads of, like, they were millionaires. They, they were churning over, like, multiple millions per year. Yeah. And, and the guy that was headlining the company was raided, and, and the video of the police raid is online. Right. Uh, the police busted his South Greenwich Desres flat, and mm. he just had a, a room full of, like, weird techno-flashing boxes yeah. that were receiving signals from all around the world, and then mm. he'd somehow coded it Clean in them a way up and then he could stream it illegally yeah. down to whoever was paying him a tenner a month. Um, I mean, Mark, I don't know anyone who has one of those boxes that, that uh, gets loads of streams. I wouldn't even know the first uh, way to get one of those boxes. No. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there. Um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, I think it's about 40 quid a year. Anyway, uh, the, um, <laughs> anyway um, wow. Uh, so, um, news stories. We usually do a, little, a couple of news stories. Have you heard anything good in the news, what you'd like to talk about, Mark? Uh, a couple of things uh, mm. tickled me. Um, yeah. There's this bloke, uh, I can't even remember his name, that's how much he, he hit a chord with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's decided that the potholes in his area are such a problem mm. that he's turning them into art. Uh, and right. I use the term loosely. It, he's like, if if a pothole fills with water, then he puts a rubber duck in it. Uh, if it looks a bit like rocky because it's nice. a, a, an exposed bit of tarmac, then he puts some little Lego astronauts in it. Um, <laughs> but he's obsessed with it. He does it every day, and he ha- he has an amazing voice. Uh, I'm not doing a direct impression, but he has mm. a very kind of nasally, nerdy. He's very very serious, and he uses he talks about humour. He talks about humour all the time without showing any demonstrable <laughs> any understanding of the concept. <laughs> I choose to use humour in highlighting this very serious issue. And I love yeah. him. I mean, he's just a classic British eccentric. And, is, and yeah. is that what we're, But is that in this kind of homogenised world what we're counting as a British eccentric? A man in an England cap who puts rubber duckies in holes. <laughs> is that all we get these days? Is, is life become that boring? <laughs> but, well, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe we're not as eccentric as we think we are. I, yeah. I, I like to think of the UK as a hotbed of eccentricity, but maybe it isn't. The, hey. the really disappointing thing about the story for me is the way it was presented in mm. the, the local news, the London news, put a kind of clown soundtrack underneath it. It's like, don't, don't tell us this is comedy. Yes. It, undermine, it diminishes his eccentricity if you're kind of flag-waving, this is a funny story. It's like, yeah. no, no. No, I don't think he has any awareness of how funny he is by accident. The fact that he <laughs> but, talks incessantly about humour without cracking a smile. So he's so I'm I'm, I'm watching the video now, and he's basically uh, he's in Orpington, uh, a place I have um, uh, a little bit of affection for because my, my um, ex uh, came from there. But he's um, basically outside his house, a semi-detached um, sort of uh, flat house thing, and he's uh, yeah, he's just explaining how can I put the message across in a humorous way, but still make the point <laughs> that there's a serious issue behind all of this. I think he's putting the cart before the horse when it comes to serious issues. He's he's kind of, <laughs> he's he, he and what I like about it is he's just filling the um, holes with water and putting rubber, duck, rubber duckies in it and stuff. I don't They're think just he's filling them with squished. water. No, right. No, oh, they're just naturally that's natural. Sw- yeah. No, he's natural. Not cheating. Okay, so he's working with what he's got. Wow. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. He's an so, artist, I mean, man. How would you, if there were potholes in your area? And I'm a recent driver, so I don't know whether this problem's got worse or it's always been like that. Presuming the roads were actually terrible back in the day. But um, what are we looking at? like? Like, how would you make potholes? 
funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Rod Rod Stewart's had a bash at the the potholes, hasn't he? he oh, he, he filled them with like he filled them with sand and stuff, didn't he? He, he did them proper. Yeah, but he got arrested for it, didn't he? Or, or he got a warning or something because because he was interfering with with what should be civil engineering. He civil was probably drunk. To be fair, <laughs> you can't <laughs> do this. He's too. He's just remember his uh, FA Cup, um, um, Scottish FA Cup uh, appearance where he was um, doing the balls really theatrically and like just just being a real terror. <laughs> it's that's surprising that Rod Stewart's a bit of a knob. I, mean... <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's a knob. I think he's brilliant. He had. Uh, I saw him at the I think Isle of Wight Festival about five years ago. Um, three costume changes, kicking right. footballs in the crowd. That's very much his thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, um, if if people don't know um, this about you, Mark, but you are a big fan of some proper big eighties bands like The Cure and. Yeah. I want to say the Cocteau Twins. Am I Co- saying, um, Cocteau Twins that... are on the list, yeah. 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 Uh, I put Ride on the list and The Wedding Present. Nice, I, I okay. I can see The Wedding Present a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the Cure are my special favourite, special favourite birthday band. Uh, <laughs> so you, 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 I think you've been, how many um, uh, Cure gigs have you seen this year? Uh, none this year because they're touring North America and ah. the expense was prohibitive. But last year I saw them four times when they mm. were, uh, touring Europe, uh, yeah, love them, and they're 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 still churning out new stuff. They haven't released new stuff, much to the consternation of Cure fans all over the world. But they are adding new songs that no one's ever heard before to the set list, which is remarkable for a band that's over forty years old. What a, what a t- and and they, I, I like how they're just not playing the game of like releasing rec- releasing music. It's going if you want to hear this new song, you either buy a bootleg or. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, except he has said, now the imminent release of the new album, uh, yeah, it'll be out before the end of the year, and he first said that in 2021, and we still haven't seen it. So it's like the Stone Roses' second coming. It, it, it'll it be a massive anticlimax when it appears. Yeah. Did did, did you ever, like, um, get into, like, the bootleg scene back in, like, the 90s? I had loads of, like, Radiohead live, just recorded so shoddily on analogue yeah. equipment that they'd lumped into a field somewhere. Yeah. I used awesome. to have uh, some really good Radiohead bootlegs. Like they, they would put really strange covers into their sets. Like I've got a recording somewhere of them doing "Sunday Bloody Sunday," the U two song. Oh wow! And, and Union City Blue, the Blondie song, and they they absolutely nailed it. Uh, but I'd yeah, love they, to hear that. I'd love to hear the Union City Blues on. And like you get like the MTV recordings and then doing the Carly Simon track and a couple of others, and um, you'd occasionally sort of pick up ones that are in. Um, was there any on the Iron Lung EP? I can't remember, but um, but yeah, I I, I love the excitement of, of bootlegs. But when you actually sort of heard them, <laughs> you're like, I mean, this is just a tear a man's pocket. Yeah, I think in the CD era, I mean, I've become a vinyl wanker now. But in the CD era, I did pick up a couple of Cure bootlegs, and they they are unlistenable. <laughs> I, I bought I bought one in New York, and it was of uh, I can't remember which show they did, but one of the like Letterman or something like that, and they they did a Doors cover, "Hello, I Love You," mm. uh, and you, you if it didn't say that on the back of the CD, you wouldn't know that's what they were doing. <laughs> Not because they were bad, but the recording was like under someone's seat, and just get them shifting around on their bum. It's like, why have I bought this? 
I, I sort of um, I was a big fan of um, uh, Daniel Kitson uh, sort of comedy bootlegs back in the day because he just didn't he just didn't he toured when he wanted to he toured to a room that he wanted to tour to and he he's got a fan base that dictates that he sells out in about five seconds no matter where he plays yeah um, when he's doing his own stuff and you know he's moved on to not doing quite so much stand up anymore but um, good God some of his stuff that you just would never hear anywhere else it was never released anywhere else he's well really he fun. he did a whole show about ephemerata didn't he. Right. Do you see that one where where he got like the tape recorders? Yeah, all the tape recorders, and the show only existed for the time he performed it. He moved from one tape recorder to another, old analog mm. technology, yeah. pressing play and pause and stop and whatever. And then at the end of the run, he auctioned off individual bits of the technology, meaning the show could not exist anymore. You could own a tiny part of it, but it it wouldn't exist anymore, which is. Something really beautiful in that. Oh, it's amazing. Good stuff. And 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 I and the most things we sort of discuss on on the Luke and Pete show, it, it invariably ends up with me talking about the YouTuber Techmon who goes through um, old analog hi-fi systems of the seventies uh, and basically explains why everything's shit nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that. Because nowadays, like you buy, um, if you buy like a cassette record or a, or a tape player or whatever, it's always the same mechanism inside. It's always the same cheap Chinese mechanism that's been used in every other product on the market, and you can't really get proper audiophile grade kind of cassette uh, players and recorders unless you want to spend, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah. No, I'm obsessed, shit, I'm, modern life's rubbish. I'm obsessed with this man, and I've mentioned him a couple of times before, um, and, and I'll mention him again, goddammit, because uh, I want your take on it. Um, a man who uh, in Japan who is such an audiophile, such a, a vinyl head, that he um, not only had the you know a world-class um, uh, um, sound system in his house, in his two-bedroom apartment in, in, in Shibuya, Tokyo, he also um, spent 30 grand making his own electricity pylon to sit in his garden because he wanted clean electricity he didn't want dirty electricity that had been provided by you know that everybody else was getting their hooks into he wanted clean pylon grade electricity because he wow. said it would affect the uh, the listening experience does does he claim to be able to tell the difference between Apparently electricity so. and, and clean electricity wow i almost i almost th- he, 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 lo- he looks like he his hearing isn't great <laughs> so, I think he, so, so I would question me I think it's very much the whole you know I, I think it's very much um, um, yeah it's, it's a bit silly I think but uh, look, I mean, I'm, all, it is, I'm it? all for spending a fortune on audio equipment uh, my wife is of a different opinion that's that's what we have this kind of mid-grade system which is right. good enough but I'm always <laughs> wanting to upgrade and she's always like no no we don't have the space have for you, it or the have need. You ever, have you ever got those um, kind of like um, high grade? Uh, they they use like porcelain little kind of like circles that you put on the floor, and you have and you cause if you've spent like thousands of pounds on your on your uh, speaker cable, your gold tipped um, speaker yeah. cable and all that stuff, you put it on these um, on these little kind of porcelain stands. Um, and it's supposed to help the sound to flow. Yeah, you better. put a little, that stuff. little bit of milk in, and yeah. the gold laps up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly, but it's just blocks, isn't it? It's just blocks, blocks being stupid. Blokes. You never catch, <laughs> never catch you up and go. Nah, I, I'm, I'm a real, I'm, I'm a real maniac for these um, tungsten tip uh, um, platinum um, <laughs> uh, speaker cables. It's just got more sense. It's just got more sense. We yes. are absolute. 
superstitious idiots. idiots. Uh, right, I'm going to take a short break. You're going to take a short break. The listeners are going to take a short break, uh, Mark. We'll be back uh, with some battery brands because that's what we do everything Thursday. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back with the Luke and Pete show on Thursday, the 8th of June. I'm Pete Donaldson, joined by Mark Davison from Exploding Heads and our Mark excellent podcast. Mark Sp- <laughs> excellent podcast. Uh, Sports Horn, listen to it for crying out loud. Um, for uh, fuck's sake, listen to Sports Horn. For fuck's sake, listen to Sports Horn. <laughs> if you are not a familiar, Mark, and you're not, uh, with uh, this part of the show on a Thursday, um, we basically um, get people to send in pictures of batteries. Um, okay. Inexplicably, one of our biggest shows... Uh, look at Pete Sean Stack. Don't know how it's happened, but it's happened. Um, uh, basically, if you are in a hotel and you see a uh, air conditioning um, uh, remote control, you open it up, you take a picture, uh, and you send it to the Luca Pete Show. Hello at LucaPeteShow dot com, uh, and we basically uh, refer to the lists of previous uh, entries into the Battery Hall of Fame, and we find out whether it's a new player or not. Uh, Chris has come in uh, with a rechargeable double A. Um, my submissions. Uniros uh, rechargeable AA battery, uh, and he and we're um, it, it it has unfortunately been submitted before, uh, once before, and a different type of battery. Uh, Tom in May uh, twenty twenty two. Uniros unfortunately, uh, Chris is not a new player, uh, but thank you very much for also sending in a picture of a nineteen ninety nine uh, Dreamcast Japanese uh, VMU. Uh, did you remember the VMU, uh, Mark? The, I do. Yeah, the visual memory unit. Um, were you yeah. a big uh, Dreamcast guy back in the day? Uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I had to abandon all gaming. I would, I would have needed to become a member of Gamers Anonymous. Uh, I, what I, was the, what was the game that you'd spent too much time on? The um... Pro Evolution Soccer from yeah. the very first incarnation. I got up to about number seven, <laughs> and yeah, I realised I had a problem when I took Sandwich Town FC full of avatars, including me up front, and it really yes. looked like me. I took them from non-league to Champions League glory. It took about 17 seasons, and I realised I'd done absolutely no work for that year. Good stuff. Uh, it's like, yeah, I need to not do this anymore. <laughs> well, I'm glad you I'm glad you managed to cut yourself off. Uh, and obviously, Sports on had an episode a couple of weeks ago um, called Pro Darwar Soccer uh, that was basically, um, you know, it's a rip-off of Pro Evil, basically. It, it was heavily uh, inspired by those years playing that game. Yeah. And what, what we hope to do, I hope this isn't any spoilers, uh, but what we hope to do is dip back into that world. Basically, mm. the Pro Darwar 
Marwo game had a life of its own, and even though we hadn't played it for 20 years, this is all in the fiction of Sports On, even though we hadn't played it for 20 years, the players had carried on living mm. in kind of pretty atrocious circumstances, kind of like a footballing zombie apocalypse. So what we hope to do is fire up the game in Season 2 and see how much has degenerated. <laughs> <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Christopher has uh, come in with a battery. Hello, the look and the Pete. Uh, while clearing out my parents' house for their eventual move in a few months' time, I've, des- I've been designated the role of all things electrical and audiovisual. This means, you've guessed it, a rich seam of batteries from various electronics and remotes. I hope these are new additions to the battery library. East Power! Um, all the best, Christopher. Christopher's come in with East Power. Um, and we've got a picture of um, a rather dirty uh, D- battery dirty. compartment. Yes, dirty. I'm looking at it. Dirty. And and the, the the batteries look like they may have seen better days. Uh, and also, uh, I'm I'm very sad to announce, uh, Mark, that it's not a new player. It's not going in our battery suitcase of no. new players. It's been submitted no less than seven times before. So, so unlucky, uh, Chris. We have Chris. been going for quite a while, for nearly Chris, four years. You I need think. to listen back for three or four years before you submit. Yeah, exactly. We, I mean, we could have given them a little bit of help by putting them on a website somewhere, but that's no, that's, that's, no, that's not, not having that. We've had three producers, and before <laughs> that, we didn't have any producers for crying out. Um, Alan, uh, hello, the Luke and Pete uh, opened up a cheap Chinese blood pressure monitor today, and was delighted to find some nice unfamiliar detail. double I like, A's. I like that detail. <laughs> it's nice, it's good, uh, I was delighted to find some unfamiliar double A's looking back at me. Now uh, they uh, probably are up for some sort of debate. The batteries are probably some kind of. <laughs> Uh, the batteries are probably NX Ready Extreme, or could be N Ready Extreme or N NX Ready Trem, because the graphic design isn't exactly clear enough. What do you think that is? I'd go with NX Ready Extreme. Uh, it's sort of the Extreme, which is kind of Cantonar, the taste supreme, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's exactly. sort of superimposed. Yeah. I'd say N Ready Extreme. Oh right, so the X has just kind of like just been slapped, slap dash over the slap top of willy nilly yeah. over the top. I don't know. It could go. It could go a number of ways. Yeah, uh, I won't be listening uh, to uh, to the show anyway. Extreme, like some of the listeners, I usually save your dulcet tones for the gym. Can you imagine? Like, have you? You you're a runner now, Mark, with your yes. legs. Do you listen to anything podcasty, or do you listen to music? Can you listen to podcasts? It has to be music, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do podcasts uh, because. I find I stop running and rewind if I've missed a bit or if a bit's particularly <laughs> funny or interesting, yeah. and that's terrible for running. Um, and although I'm I'm a muso and I'm very snobbish in my music taste, and I don't generally listen to techno, I find it's brilliant to run to. Something right. with just a monotonous pounding beat is, is shit to listen to. In, in a way, I'm sort of running away from the awful sounds in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what brands do you usually go for? Do you just type into Spotify techno? please um well no no uh because i'm i I don't want to skew the algorithms too much on the right the the sound so yeah having said i don't like techno i i I do quite like techno so uh (laughs) i've uh, got i've over mono is the latest one i'm listening to right which is very good two thumbs up from mark the um you are when you type in something into like Spotify or YouTube or anything really. Like I am aware that that will skew my algorithm a bit. And I bought a car recently, and I uh, 
was googling what these cars are about, what then, what they usually, what usually happens to them after a few years, etc. How much is going to cost me and stuff? And so all of my YouTube algorithm has finished with um, 1970s um, uh, tech reviews, and now it's very much into men who flip cars. And it's it's a little bit like you know what? those you know those like men who TV- flip cars. Well, like not as in like flip them over, like as in they buy them, ah, clean them up a bit, right. <laughs> Flip them, turn them, turn them out, sorry, and uh, see, yeah. get them get them sold for like two hundred quid on on the dollar over. Um, and and but it's but it is you. I would criticize like quite childish YouTube where it's like um people opening like surprise boxes and stuff. Have you seen these like, YouTubers yeah. who just have like open up like surprise stuff and they go, hey, this is what we got. You know, I've got a lot of football shirts. Let's see what we got. Uh, or children opening like Kinder surprise toys and stuff like yeah. that. Um, upon machines and stuff. And you, and you, I do sort of look down my nose at that. But it's exactly the same thing. It's just men opening a opening a, a boat <laughs> and going. A lot of leaves in there, aren't there? And I'm going, oh, leaves, good, good, good leaves. Oh, there's water in the boot. There must be some water ingress somewhere. So, yeah, it's it's exactly the same as really childish YouTube. Just yeah. people opening boxes. Some Someone on my Twitter timeline tweeted, um, I've just sorted out uh, the roof and I'm thinking of opening a scart lead museum. And he did it as a kind of, oh, what's the point in keeping all these? And I did find myself thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind having a look at that. Yeah, little, little collection of scart leads, but just scart leads. Yeah, really yeah. chunky scart leads with yeah. a big chunky Massive. end on them. Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna have to wrap the show. We've uh, not uh, revealed, and we've kept um, uh, Alan N Extreme ready uh, uh, waiting. Um, it is a new player, um, Alan. Probably Get because in. you can't find um, the different variations of N X Ready Extreme or N Ready Extreme or N Ready Trem. <laughs> Um, so well done uh, sir well done um, uh, Alan uh, and if you've got a bit of battery action that you found in um, in a bit of consumer electronic har uh, just email hello at lukepeachshow.com uh, Mark thank you very much for joining us thank you for um, having me it's been glorious <laughs> loved it it hasn't been glorious the listeners know that you know that I know that so let's not kid ourselves alright <laughs> it's been passable and that's all we can hope for uh, do drop us a, a message on, on email as I said hello at lukepeachshow.com uh, and also if you uh, want to check us out on socials we're on Instagram uh, TikTok I believe and also a Twitter Mark where can people find you um, so my Twitter handle is I am the monkey. Um, but I mean, don't follow me. Follow, follow the exploding heads, which is right. exploding heads. Busier, busier, uh, uh, busier tweet. Ian Five Angles, uh, five, five Angles, Five Angles. Ian Five Angles does have his own Twitter account as well. Yeah, uh, you can follow me there. Right, lovely stuff. Uh, well, we'll be back on uh, Monday for more Luke and Pete Show fun. Uh, but in the meantime, all I can say is thank you, Mark Davison. Thank you, thank you for having me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye bye. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.